Breaking Into is back, and we're back for a really good reason. We're celebrating someone's 45 years in the biz. Stay tuned. You are tuned in to Black Hollywood Lives. Breaking Into. When I was 17. Very appropriate. It was a very good year. Yes, it was. Well, it's very appropriate. It and uh, we're here on Black Hollywood Lives breaking into listening to little Frank Sinatra reminisce about his life. And very appropriate today, because my guest today, we're talking about his career in the biz, and he just received a Lifetime Achievement Award. Even though his lifetime isn't over yet. He has more, he has more to do, and he is doing it. But we're going to focus on his life in the past, talk about his award. And he was on before, and you guys loved when he was on. I had to bring him back. He is my buddy. My pal, my birthday mate, May 10th in the house, Adolfo Shabadu Quinones. So just let this, let's just, just take it, let this yes. sort of take us. You're a dancer, so you can feel it, don't Ooh. you? I, I mean, I feel it. I love this song. Have you ever did dance routine to this? I, in my kitchen. <laughs> That's good, okay. You know, I love playing this music yeah. and cleaning my kitchen. Let's get, let's get music clean to get to it. Yeah, it's nothing, it like, it's, not like, it's nothing like having your house coat on, your pajamas, your hair tossed, and a cup of coffee brewing on the stove, and this music playing in the background. It's, it just gets you grounded and, and ready to take on the world. Yes, I think I like that. Frank you. Sinatra, I love Frank Sinatra. Yeah. Old blue eyes. He's good. And you oh, worked yeah. with him, too. And you worked with yes, him. Yes, I did. Uh, as one of the members of the lockers, we opened for Frank. In Carnegie Hall. Oh my God! First street dancers to perform there. You just and said two things that are just amazing. First of all, Frank Sinatra. Yes. Carnegie Hall. Yeah. You, yeah. Got, you got the first it street performers there. Yes. Let's just think of the barriers you guys. We're gonna talk about a lot, but a lot of the barriers that, that him and the lockers and himself have broken. Um, well, first thing, all of you guys. Um, I did take a week off because my brother passed away last week. Oh. And this is my first day back at work, and I didn't cancel today because I knew I was in good hands with you today. Wow! And that's why I was. That's why I did the show today. Um, and you and you and he just this guy is just when you meet if you get a chance to ever meet him, you need to talk to him. This is a great guy, great soul. And my brother was a fan of yours, also my brother Max, and I know he's watching right now. Um, okay, so you just won an award. Yeah, can you believe? I, that? I, I mean, okay, Frank, before we even get there, when you hear because I made it at the top of the hour. Lifetime Achievement Award. You're still like you're still around, and look, he don't, he don't look like nothing like other more than forty years old. First of all, well, I'm sixty one. Yeah, but you look you look younger than I do. And there's a whole lot of life that took place over the sixty one years. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. And I'm just saying, but when you hear someone says, "I'm gonna give you a lifetime," do you like go, "Wait a minute, I'm still here"? Or are you excited about it? I'm excited about it. I, I didn't think, well, wow, I'm still here. Why am I getting a lifetime achievement award? I think that they wanted to do it, again, there's nothing he told me, but my feeling was they wanted to give me the award while I was still alive and yeah. not after the point. And so God bless them on that. Yeah. And, you know, if you think about, there's two lives. There's my human life mm-hmm. of 61 years. But I think they were reflecting on my 45-year professional life. Yeah. And they know that I have many more years to, yes, to go. He's still working too, folks. Yeah, I'm, I'm still working. I'm not done. I still nope. have a lot to say. And uh, thank God I'm, I'm in a position where I can still say something. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and I'm happy about that. And, and so it was given this weekend. It was on Saturday. And yes. we have a couple of pictures we're going to show up there okay. from 
excuse me, from that. It's uh, and uh, who gave you the award? Whoa, uh, you know, I was given it, the award was given by the Universal Hip Hop Museum. Wow. And it was their inaugural award. They, See? They, I'm the first ever, so I guess you could say I'm an original again. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Groundbreaker yes, yes, again. Yes, yes. And uh, it was during the Peace in the Street Festival. Yeah. And, uh, here in Los Angeles. Here in Los yeah, Angeles. And, and during the 33rd anniversary of Radiotron. Radiotron was the uh, fabled dance yes. place uh, featured in Breaking and Breaking yeah. 2. Yeah. So um, it, it, it was just really yeah. thrilling. I, I wish you could have been there, man. Yeah. It, it was it was like Woodstock, wow! Funny. But without all the marijuana and drug use. <laughs> yeah, 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 but it was yeah. like, but I mean, it was really you know peace and love and soul. Yeah, I mean, people were just so gracious and so loving. The whole atmosphere crackled of love. It was no arguments. Everybody was positive and hugging and dancing and yeah. and, and, and 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 music playing. It, it was beautiful. I was really happy to be there. Well, I always feel like you know because I come older enough that I remember uh, we're going to show the next couple pictures next when I do the next thing um, Steve when we talk about the, about the documentary he did right. uh, but the first two pictures of course were about um, this, this festival you went to that was MacArthur Park which yes. is here in a part of Los Angeles for those of you guys don't know it's a park that's been around for a long time you may think of the Donna Summer song back in the 70s Richard Harris song but it's an actual park here in Los Angeles <laughs> and and uh, you know MacArthur Park was featured, featured in Breaking oh, 2 yes it was Breaking 2 we're going to talk about Breaking 2 a little, I have a question about Breaking 2 we talk okay, a little later okay. Um, that's good too. Um, but you know, I I heard you get a really heartfelt speech because uh, I, I heard that it, was, it just really. What, what were the emotions like for you that day? Um, once you got there, and I was overwhelmed with emotion. I mean, I don't know if people could tell, but I was. <laughs> and you know, I I did as I as I always do. I speak from my heart. Yes, you I do. don't I don't have a pre planned speech or anything. Okay. And I reflected on my years as a as a young black kid in Chicago and how fortunate I really am. And I felt overwhelmed with gratefulness uh, to have the kind of mom I have that uh, always taught me uh, to push forward, uh, always talked about being independent, uh, made me believe that I was special. I think I talked about it last year. She whispered in my ear and said that I was special, and I believed her. And I... Uh, said to the crowd that I'm a mama's boy. I declared that I am a mama's boy. Nothing wrong with that at all. You know, and people say that as a put down, but I love my mom. My mom's a hero. Mothers are heroes. Yes, hello. You know, and we need to, you know, forget Thor and the Hulk and all these people. The real superheroes of our planet are our mothers. I I mean, they carry us, they nurture us, and they do incredible things for us. Mm -hmm. And... They instill in us at least the good moms. They instill yeah. in their children uh, hope, belief, uh, confidence, and uh, I have all that going for me. As I hope most of you do out there who, who have a mom, we should have it, not Mother's Day, but I wanted to start a group page on Facebook. I want to say uh, it's something like, "I love my mama." <laughs> and just you know, <laughs> no, I mean right. that. You know, yeah. I want people to talk about not just on one day of the year, yeah. but throughout the year, the experiences they have yeah. with their mothers and how they encourage them to be the successes that they are, God, what they, they learn. Yeah, they mothers are incredibly strong. Women are incredibly yes. strong, and yes. we don't recognize that enough. And I think we should. I agree. Um, Woman power. <laughs> He's your feminist for today. Day. Um, Not for today, every day. Every day. Every day. Um, so, I mean, this comes from the hip-hop community, which 
um, you start before there was even a word called hip hop. I mean, that was, there was no word right. called hip hop until what, the Sugar Hill Gang was the first section said right. hip hop in the song. Right. I, but I think. Yes. I think it was like. But either way, you started yeah. way before then. Oh, it was yeah. just it was there was no hip hop culture or like it was just it was a dance street culture. Well, it was called street dance, right. and actually, Tony Basil coined the phrase uh, "street dancers." That's so funny. Yeah, yeah. Tony Basil was our Abe Saperstein. Yeah. We had a wonderful conversation last night. Oh, that's yeah, nice. Tony Basil and I reflecting on our oh, years wow. together in the lockers, and uh, yeah. and we what we realized, and what she was going through, being the, the organizer of the of the troupe. Uh, Basically, it was a farming system. It was much right. like, you know, you have your minors, yeah. and then they, you know, oh, some yeah, are selected yeah, yeah. to go into the majors. Yeah. Well, there were a number of people that could have been one of the lockers, wow. but they just didn't make it through the farming system. Oh, that's so funny. If they, they failed or fell short. I don't want to say they failed, but they certainly fell short of the requirements needed to, to make the team. Yeah. And uh, Tony, uh, she explained to me, was with uh, one night with Dean uh, Stockwell, the actor. Yes, the actor, yeah. Dean Stockwell from Quantum Leaps. Yes, he was a child oh, yeah. Star, yeah, child star. The yeah, boy exactly. with the green hair and yeah, all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, well, Dean Stockwell told her one night, you really need to get that Shabadoo. He's, he's a movie star. Wow. And I said, really? Say, yeah, you know, and she said, I, w- the first show I did was Alex's Hat Show. And she told me last night, after that show, she said, we couldn't get rid of you. There's no way that we could, we could let you go. Yes. You know? And, and I, I was forever cemented as one of the founding members of the fable troupe, The Lockers. Lockers. Well, the thing about I noticed about you guys, which I think was very important, and now you mentioned this whole farming system, is mm-hmm. that it was equal parts personality and character and dance yeah. ability. Yes. Wasn't that? Yes. Uh, she explained to me, and we had great... You know, intimate uh, conversation last night about how important it was to put together a team that had personalities that meshed, yeah. that came together. That you have to really think the lockers were really a team. Yes. In, in every aspect of oh, yeah. our team, each person had a role, each person mm-hmm. played a part, and we played our part perfectly. And we were able to overcome a lot of you know racism, dancism, whatever you want you know, to yeah, call yeah. it. She was a chick, you yeah, guys were all and, dudes. You know, you know, and yeah. we talked about our time with ICM, who was our agent of record, yeah. and Fred Lawrence. Yeah. You know, actually, which was kind of funny, she told me, she said when she, during her conversation with Fred Lawrence that they thought that the girl who danced with us was a light-skinned black girl. She said, no, that's me. They were like, okay. She said, she kind of laughed. She said, you know, I said it, but no, that's, that was me. She said, yeah, they were like, yeah, yeah, whatever. You know, but they didn't really believe her. But, you know, here it is. I'm about, I wanted to put this to rest. Do it, do it. The girl that danced with the lockers was a white girl. She white was girl. not a light-skinned black girl. <laughs> a light, 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 no, light, light, light-skinned girl. That, that would have been high yellow at a whole yes, other exactly, level. Yes. But... <laughs> Oh, yeah. Tony Basil, The Lockers, Don Campbell. Let me, yeah. let me just mention it, run off the name. Do it, Don Campbell-Lock Campbell, the creator of the Campbell Lock. Yeah. Uh, Fluky Luke. Yes, uh, Luke. Slim the Robot, Bill yeah. Williams. Uh, rerun, we call them Mr. Yeah. Penguin, Fred Berry. Fred Berry, of course. Um, we had uh, Leo Williamson, uh, Fluky Luke, I don't know if I mentioned him, yeah. but uh, Campbell Lock Jr. Yeah. And myself and Tony Basil. Um, What's great about you guys is that this this little street dance group created stars. Yeah. I mean, you guys are names even outside of... Well, there was three of us that really went beyond the, oh, the, yeah. the troupe. Uh, that was Tony Basil, who went on to have the Mickey fame. Yes, everybody knows Mickey. And then I uh, went on to star in the Break, 
groundbreaking pictures yeah. and that helped launch this global phenomenon. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I'm considered a hip hop icon. You are, no, you are. You, you yeah. definitely are. And uh, and you have rerun who went on to yeah. be a television star. So, what's happening in all that? Yeah. yeah, what's happening? And so the other, not not to negate their importance, no, 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 but we certainly were able to go on far beyond the the troupe itself, which is just amazing because you're just thinking this is a dance group that started started from the streets mm -hmm. and you went to global fame. Yeah. Like anything can happen. Like anything is possible. Anything is that. possible. You, you know. I, you know. It's cliche to say that. Yeah. Right. But it's but, so true. But, but it is true. It is anything true. <laughs> it is, is possible. possible. I it mean, I, I am <laughs> yes. living proof <laughs> yes. that you can start in the ghetto. Yes. Be on welfare. Yeah. Literally have no money. Yeah. But yet be recognized the world over for being the best at what you do. Yeah. I mean, I know, I know. I mean, own like they said in the movie. I don't know what the character was, but only in America. Only America. That's right. I think what was that character? It was one of those. I think yeah. it was the one playing Don King. Yeah. Or only yeah. in America. America. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's true. Uh, let's show us a little pictures because I mean, this is going to coincide. First of all, congratulations on your award. Ooh, you completely thank you. Thank, deserved. Thank you. Very deserved. Um, you did something with Black Tracks Film Documentaries. Um, and you met with Kevin Donan, and you talked to him this weekend too. I guess you did a segment on what did you guys talk about? Well, he has a wonderful documentary. He approached me well through a third party yeah. via Instagram. Hey, there you go, see and, folks. Right, Social media does work. And said that uh, Kevin Donan would like to uh, speak to me about participating in his documentary. Yeah. I, I saw the trailer. It's a star-studded trailer. I think he has Viola Davis oh, wow. in it. Wow. Uh, Lou Gossett Jr. I mean, wow. just a number of people. Okay. And I think he just interviewed. Uh, uh, what was the the the, the uh, I can't think of the the two brothers brothers Johnson brothers Johnson oh yeah right. okay oh yeah, yeah. love he them he viewed them I think he Sid the entertainer uh, Cedric the entertainer, Cedric the entertainer. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he he interviewed them yesterday and he said I would like for you to be not only a part of the documentary but an integral part of it and an important part I want to give you you a real segment yeah. Uh, and so we went to Venice Beach. Uh, we went to our iconic site that was yes. in Breakin. Yes. And we did the interview right there in front of the graffiti yeah. wall. I love it. I and love it. Where it all the magic took place. And we had a really in-depth discussion about the film and what motivates me as a dancer and as a person and all of that. Uh, he's just a really great guy, all-around guy. And you'll see the trailer soon. Can't wait. I can't wait. Uh, so anyway, it's yeah. called uh, Black film tracks and so it's a documentary and a book oh very cool yeah which the book is kind of really nice it's uh going to be feature all of the album covers full size wow uh album covers so it's a great table book yeah we got oh we got anyway great guy gotta see it it's coming yeah. out soon that's and great i'm very excited to be a part of it thank you kevin thank you kevin now the next the first thing we're going to show because we're going to start talking about the importance of what he's done and what he's accomplished and to me, I call this the importance of dance on Soul Train. Soul Train, to me, and you can correct me if you, if you, if you agree with this or not, Soul Train wasn't just about the performers that came on to sing. It wasn't just about the fashion. It was much about the dance. Oh, yeah. And I remember, I saw something when I was a kid. We watched American Bandstand for the performances, but we watched Soul Train for the culture. Oh, yeah, for sure. So let's show a little clip of when one, one of the many times you, were, you guys were on. Oh, okay. Oh, Wow. Campbellock Jr. and uh, Don Campbellock Campbell. There's Slim the Robot. Uh-oh. And... 
Yes. Hello. Hello. And Shabadoo. But look at the, the a young Shabadoo. But look at the characters. You guys are characters. Yeah. You're performing. Ooh, what? what and I, moves that Michael did years later, of course. Oh yeah, man. Would I pay millions to have those knees again? <laughs> The mileage I put look on at those you. Knees. Look at you. It's remarkable. I can still look walk. at that. Look at yeah, that. Look at that. That's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, I bet you there's some orthopedic doctors <laughs> and such that cringe watching me do now, that. Now here's Tony Basil. Tony Basil working it out. We actually call it Tony Locks White. <laughs> but, but anyway, she just moves. She has moves coming up. I like. I like. She's gonna do it. Well, she. She. she yeah, I, like, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the kind of Egyptian sort yes, of. Yes, I love it. You I know, love Tony it. Basil incorporated a lot of her ballet training oh, in her okay. solo. So. Look, look, look at that. Have, look yeah, at that. that's I ballet love it. right there. I love it. We really were a great team. You we were. were the team that changed the face of dance yes. forever. Okay, folks, I just want to show that little clip of that. They're just look at, they're, look at the Witcher ways. You guys are so good. Look at that. Look at that. Yeah. Fluky Luke. Oh yeah. my God, he's incredible. I, know, I, know, I, know. Like, I feel like a fan right now. Go on, get it, Fluky. Get it. Look at that. Look at that boy. Look at that. Look at that. Go on, Fluky. Look at those knees. Look at those knees. Oh, like, yeah. oh. You know, like he created the Witcher ways, but yeah. I popularized it. It was okay. a dance I did on the edge of of the uh, of miracles and breaking too. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's okay. the, the particular move. Oh, yeah, look at that. Words. That's crazy. That is crazy. You see? Do you hear? Okay, do you hear us talking to each other? No, you don't hear no, it. Sorry. No, we were. So, yeah, hey, get okay, it. Go on, go on, uh, do it, man. Okay. okay, we took the streets and brought it right to television. Yeah. Yeah. That's something that was unheard of. No, you know, no, listen me, to I us know. talking and stuff. Going, hey, oh, come on, man. Talking. Yeah, we are talking. Like, go on, get it now. Come on now. Go on. Hey, woo! Oh. Look at Mr. Penguin. That's a butt drop. Or a pancake. Look at him doing <laughs> penguin waddle. <laughs> go on. <laughs> yeah, oh, my it. God. I love the lockers. <laughs> <laughs> that's you. Yeah, I know, that's but you. I still love them, though. That's Look amazing. at Don Campbell. Go on, Don. Show us how to do it. Come on, baby. Let's do it. Do it, baby. Look at it. Look at that. Look at that. Oh, James man. Brown, eat your heart out. Come on now. Come on. Uh, with it. Look at him. Look at him. He's got knees of steel. Look at that. I know. Oh, how come do you on. do that? Uh, I don't know. Oh, my God. We just, you know, it's just passion. Look at, look at that. Look at that. Yeah. Oh, God, that's crazy. It's passion. It's power oh in that, you know. Look at that. You know, I actually did that move in Breaking 2 when yes, I was rolling you, I across the that, I remember you did yeah. that move. I just, again, to me... The reason why I wanted to show this is because you have just many clips you can find online with them in here. This is what I like the most because it really showed your personality in the dance. Yeah. And I remember watching you guys on Soul Train for different things. I never saw this one live, but other ones. There was pretty much personality. I'm like, yeah. that's really important. Yeah, dancing doesn't have that today. No. All these kids are so focused on trying to move in sync that they lose self. You know, as, a, as the youngest member, the Michael Jackson of yes. the crew, yes. if, if you will... I would, you know, often be saddled with the uh, responsibility to introduce the older guys. Okay. And one of the things that we used to say, uh, that I used to say on the mic was, we're the Lockers, an improvisational style dance troupe okay. based on the improvisational style of the individual. This was important. It was important that we be a team, but it was also equally important to be an individual. What happened, people, that you gave up yourself in order to win a contest on television that you're no longer important? It's about the group, not you anymore. It has to come from you, and then it spreads to the group. Don't give up yourself. Don't let these shows turn you into robots, everybody moving in sync. It's what I call a, a synchronized funk. It's like swimming. It's like swimming in the water in sync. But, you know, I want to see 
real dancing. Mm-hmm. And when I say real dancing is I want to see you. I want to see you dance. I want to see your heart, your passion. I don't want to see you move in sync. I could care less. Mm-hmm. I care about the whole picture. Yes, you should move in time. Mm-hmm. That's important. You should have choreography. That's important. But you, you're more important. What you have to say mm-hmm. is important. And you're saying it through your dance. Yes. That's the whole point. You're saying Come on, you're, baby. you're talking to me. Bring your, your experiences. Let's right. see what's up. Right. That's and gone. I, and that's why I love about you guys because you guys did showcase everybody. Everyone, yes. everyone. It wasn't just like, I'm the head of the group and it's all about me and you get two seconds. Like everybody it, got a it, chance. Okay. When you look at the lockers, you saw seven stars. I know. Yeah. I you understand agree. that? Mm-hmm. The group wasn't the star, it was seven stars. That made the group a star, not the group making the individuals a star. So we were seven individuals working together, improving together. So we would have a structure, yes, but we were allowed to do our thing. That's why you saw us talking, going, yeah, baby, come on, take it to the streets. Come on, man, yeah. do your thing, baby. Come on, rock it. Yeah. Come on, put, you know, kick yeah. it out. Come on, come yeah. on now. You know, and, and just like we did in the clubs, night after night here in Los Angeles, California, yeah. circa 1971, <laughs> putting it down, baby. Yes, I said before everybody else. I mean, no. there was, I mean seriously, there was nothing else. There was, like I said, there was no culture yet that was like that we have... We got in the late seventies or mm. early eighties, or there was the, none that was there. You guys were. I was. I'm so proud yeah. of, of my fellow lockers and, yeah. and what we did together. It was amazing watching you watch them. That's that's probably made me happy. It was like you said you were a fan. Like, I am. A, I'm still a fan. I'm like, but it's you. You're up there doing yeah. it. <laughs> because, you know, I remove myself from it yeah. and I look at it just as, as a piece of enjoyment. Yeah. You know, as entertainment. Yeah. I, I'm not looking at it, criticizing myself or anything. I said, you know. Do I feel this? And I go, yes, I do. You guys do put that energy out. That's the name of oh, lockers yeah. too. Whenever you guys perform, unique. you felt yeah, unique and you felt the energy and coming the, out. You know, here's the other thing. If you saw that number, 365 days a year, it would be a little different every show. I, I believe it. Because every show, we understood that every show was a different moment. And we didn't play the moment before. We played the moment that was in front of us. We played the moment that we were involved in. That's why it was fresh every single night. Mm-hmm. These people now are doing choreography, and all they're doing is just duplicating yeah. what they did the night before and the week before and the month yeah. before, and it just all looked the same. Yeah. You never, you're never surprised by anything. Yeah. Uh, you know, that part kind of breaks my heart. Yeah. I think about Soul Train that I love also. I, I've watched it's one of the legendary Sabadoo. They're in the, the chat room. Right, play Playmakers three seven two is saying hi to you. Hey, um, I well, I, well they about Soul Train too. I've, I don't know if you saw the documentary on Soul Train, Doc Cornelius. So I came out a few years ago. It was really good. Well, it's, yeah, it's, like, it's, yeah, I think that this documentary by uh, Soul Train is going to be played okay. in Paris. I'm, I'll be there in November okay, yes. at the Biz, Mona Bismarck okay. American Culture Center. Is going to be prestigious. It's with uh, Jean Paul Good, the celebrated okay. photographer who was yeah. once married to Grace Jones. Yes, yes. Uh, I'll be there. Oh, uh, so we have a round table, a yeah. QA, a screening good. of the yeah, documentary. It. So it's, it's going to be a big whoop de doo. That's good too. And also, I just saw a thing with Jeffrey Daniels, who, of course, was a dancer on Soul Train, Jody Wally. They did Shalomar later and the whole thing. Those guys were like uh, third generation. Yeah, they came later. By the time they came, uh, we had moved away from. This is how you know that when you're looking at the original show, when you see the show is. Is predominantly red, green, and and black and yellow. Then you know, in the in the in the tracks on the floor were taped. Okay. But when you start seeing like silver and and platinum and crystal balls and things, 
you're getting into the era that... that yeah. uh, but my, my point kind of yeah. is that, that you guys, that Soul Train was a line for... When we say Soul Train line, everybody of every race knows mm-hmm. that is. You're right. Everybody gets to the sides, and you dance in the middle. Like, mm-hmm. everyone knows that. It's right. a famous thing. And it's the lexicon of Soul Train, and you guys were a part of that. You were on there with and without the lockers. Mm-hmm. How was Don Cornelius to you guys? I, I, just want, I always want to ask you that. How he, was he to you guys? He, he, he could be friendly, <laughs> and he could be funny. He yes. had a kind of dry wit That's and a dry sense of humor. Um, I, I just loved his clothes. He always dressed really nice. Yeah, he, he was clean. He was know? clean. He was, uh, he was, yes. But, you know, honestly, Don Cornelius didn't give, initially didn't give us the respect that okay. we deserved. Uh, he, for whatever reasons, he wouldn't pay us. Oh, uh, we all, We did all those shows for... Basically, a, peanuts a, for no for, for fried chicken <laughs> oh my God. and plain wrap or generic grape soda. Yeah, <laughs> and, and so he because he wouldn't pay us, we decided to to form our own group. And and Tony Basil again organizing that for us. Uh, Tony Basil did not teach us how to dance. Right. That's, that's for right, sure. Right, that's right. That's Let's right. make that clear because I have people say, "How how was it Tony teaching you?" No, right, no, no, no. Tony didn't teach us how no, to dance. No. We knew how to dance. Well, what Tony was able to do was take this raw energy and refine it into something that could be presented yeah. on a professional stage. Yeah. That she she taught us how to count, how to count music, oh, how to it. stage yeah. and stuff like that. But she knew to stage us and allow us to be ourselves within mm-hmm. the staging, and that was the brilliance of. Of our work, yeah. Uh, but yeah, because Don Cornelius didn't pay us, yeah. And so you guys should learn from this: when one door closes, another door opens. So when I in re, when I reflect on that moment, thank you, Don Cornelius, for saying no, because that no led to the biggest yes we have ever enjoyed in our life. So thank you for See? that. No, seriously, things happen. Everything happens the way it happens. I yes. mean, you know, just stuff goes it's down, and is. you may be upset about it or whatever. But then something new comes out that could be True. even bigger and better than you could even imagine. It, absolutely, you imagine. I just, I just, I just think Soul Train was just one. I, when I really started thinking about it, I was like, Soul Train really was about culture. But dance was a major part for me learning the new dance steps. It influenced, it influenced Michael Jackson. Everybody, everybody who's watched Soul Train, it was yeah. like influenced the way they dance and move. The lockers influenced the Jackson Five oh, yeah. and Michael Jackson. Oh, yeah. Uh, a lot of the things that Michael Jackson were doing, even in my uh, post-locker days, yeah. uh, the sequence uh, suits, yes. the baggy suits, the hat, the whole nine, I was doing it years, yeah. maybe even three to five years before uh, um, uh, Michael Jackson did it in Smooth Criminal. Right. You. you know, actually, I did a number. I used to moonlight with Tony Basil when mm-hmm. she was launching her solo yeah. uh, pop career. Yeah. Uh, and so... In her show here in Los Angeles at uh, the Roxy, oh, yeah. I played Babyface, and I was wearing, right, Tony? I was wearing uh, basically uh, uh, smooth criminal clothes. Uh, so I was funny. A ga- just as a gangster and all that. You know, I even got an invite from um, uh, what's the actor who played uh, Miss Doubtfire? Oh, Robert Williams? No, 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 uh, no, uh, uh, no. The oh, uh, not Miss Doubtfire. Who was it? Uh, Oh, anyway, the graduate. The, okay, the, sure. um, um, Dustin Hoffman. Dustin Hoffman yes. invited me to his home. Was going to wow. wanted to make turn me into an actor. I, wow. I didn't really know that, but he was really interested. He saw me in, yeah. in Tony's show, and I met with him at his home in Beverly Hills. Well, I can ask you this: 
What did you feel when you heard Tony saw Mickey go so huge? I mean, it was a, if you weren't around 1981, it was a huge hit. I was thrilled because I was there with her. Okay, you were there with yeah, her. Yeah, I, w- I did her the Mickey video. There's a, it's on YouTube um, with me and uh, yeah. I'm in Tony's video. Yeah. And I did a lot of her experimental shows, uh, uh, Bizarre Madness, I believe it's called. Oh, Folly's Bizarre, it was yeah. called. In Santa Monica, the rock. Oh, and also, and all that. you guys know this. She did the first video album. It was like she had every song had a video. Right. That's I was during did. that time, mm-hmm. so I got to witness it firsthand. Her, her, uh, her yeah, her yeah. success, and it was, it was, it, it motivated me. I learned a lot working with Tony, so I was able to use that because uh, subsequently, after Tony's departure, I kind of by default became sort of mouthpiece, uh, yeah, like, an yeah. active manager of the lockers. And, yeah. And uh, was making making all the calls for us, and uh, and that also helped me in my solo career when I went on to start breaking and, and, yeah. and doing Lionel Richie's oh, tour yeah. and stuff, his yeah. music video and all this stuff. So, and how did you feel about uh, Fred's success when you saw him on What's Happening? I was I was thrilled. You know, actually, uh, I auditioned for What's Happening as well. You know, it's based on Cooley High. Yeah, Cooley High. Yeah, of course. And, which was uh, much darker. So there's all things that went on. That yeah, movie was much it, it was written originally. There was a character. Written to be like Cochise, yeah, yeah. which was uh, Lawrence Fishburne, Fish, not Fishburne, no, um, Hilton Jacobs, Hilton Jacobs, yeah, right character Cochise, and they wanted a kind of a good-looking guy from the streets yeah, or whatever. Yeah. So I went in. I actually went in a couple times. That's I was funny. I was doing well until Penguin came <laughs> and changed the game. <laughs> I was did. like Penguin, you snatched the role he from did, me. He and, did. You know that was the, that was the first time this ever happened to me. The Penguin came in. And of course, he he did his thing, well, and he him. and he rewrote that character to fit yeah, Penguin, yeah. and I, you know, and, and in retrospect, they made a good choice. He was yeah. great in that yeah. show, so yeah. there's no 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 regrets yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. And the second time, I, I was very close to being Ricardo Tubbs in. Uh, I can totally see it. Oh my oh, yeah. god! Yes, exactly. oh, yeah. I was. Where's yeah. the light skinned black folks? Yeah, I went, I went to network. I went to oh, network. That's so Michael funny. Mann really liked me, and I did a really good job. But the uh, the feedback my agent got at the time. Was that I was a little too young, oh, looking. Too young. You can figure in those days. I mean, even at thirty years old and breaking up, I was thirty, playing an eighteen, nineteen. Well, you looked it so. So you can only imagine even before that how young, yeah. young I must have looked. Yes, I know. And yeah. so they were right. They made a good call. Philip Michael Thomas. Yeah. He he nailed it as yeah. Ricardo Tubbs. But could you imagine if I had been Ricardo I Tubbs? With everything that we know to be true in hip hop and street dance. Yeah, my, yeah. And my and my coveted <laughs> lifetime achievement award would suddenly disappear. It would exactly. Is that funny how that works? So Shauna Thomas wants me to tell you, Shauna, you thanks so much for being a part of my hip hop experience growing up. You look great. Thank you. Uh, Playmaker said, "Dude is not aged a bit." What is your secret, brother? Uh, you know, um, oil of Olay. No, but, <laughs> no, but, it, but no. just don't apply it to your face in the morning and at night. You gotta drink it. Yeah, exactly. Right. You gotta mix a little bit in your coffee. <laughs> no, you know what it is. You know it's true. It's black don't crack. Sure That's don't. for sure. I've got. I'm not that I've got young either, the melanin, so it's... the melanin in my skin, and. Does help. Uh, I just, I, my parents, uh, good genetics, my yes. parents, my father, my mother, just have really good genetics, and I just danced my whole life, so I've, ar- I've always stayed in relatively good shape, yeah. because I never stopped, and I tell you the truth, here's again, it's not cliche, I always feel young, I do, yeah. I always, I always yeah. approach life like a kid, do I ever feel down, do I ever get sad, do I ever get of depressed, of course I do. That's, that's nonsense, and it would be a lie if I told you it didn't. But for the most part, I always feel excited about life and about yeah. my work, and it keeps me young, you know. And uh, 
again, I, I don't use oil of Olay, but I do use argon oil. Yeah, it's good for argon oil. It's good for you. Argon. Yes. And they, they just want to know, because we touched about it a little bit, just they want to know, so give me something about Fred Berry we wouldn't really know about when you were working with him. Okay. Fred Berry gave me a humble lesson. Oh. Let, okay. 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 When I first met Fred, this was early 1970s, 71, 72, okay. or what have you. And uh, there was a club we all went to after Mavericks Flats on Crenshaw Boulevard. So up on Stalker, there was a motel and a club combination on the hill. It was called Summit on the Hill. It was also called the Summit Motel. Anyway, in that club, all the best dancers from L.A. would go to this place and strut their stuff. I mean, everybody who's everybody went there. Wow. And they were, and everybody in the room was good. Oh, okay. So here I am trying to to get a name for myself. Working with Campbellack Jr. I was Greg's uh, protege, by the way. And so I look around the room and I think, you know, let me find the one I think I can take. Yeah. So I look over at the heavyset guy. I say, you know, I can get him. Oh, how he's, funny. He's for the taking, right? Oh, I mean, look God. at him. He, he's, he looks out of shape. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. you know, oh, my you know, God. I mean, I can beat the fat guy, you know. I saw a thought in my mind, you know. So, oh, my God. Um, so I, I run up on, on Fred Berry. And it was literally like I grabbed a tiger by its tail. Wow. I was like, and when I grabbed the tiger by its tail, I was thinking the whole time, how can I let go? Because <laughs> if I let go, he's going to eat me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, oh so here God. I am, and the, and the tiger is just doing wow. his business with me. And, and you know what? And to this very day, and here's, here's, here's the ending of the story. Uh, I saw uh, Fred months, uh, if not a year, less than a year before he passed. Yeah, yeah. And we, I saw him on Ventura Boulevard, and we were talking. No, and no matter when we met, but this last time he even told me, he said, you know, he would always say, you know, I spanked you that day. <laughs> <laughs> and that would always go, this is even after I did yeah. break in, and I'm, yeah, you know, yeah, I'm Mr. Ozone, <laughs> I'm the king of street dance. And every once in a while, he'd humble me and say, you know, I really spanked you that night. And that would have to go, yeah, you, you did. You really yeah. did. <laughs> See, real... Big Lou could dance too, yeah, and he he could. I uh, know, and he could dance. Let me tell you something: TV shows and all yeah. the performances in the lockers, yeah, doesn't do him Justice. any. Jo- oh my God, yeah. he was better than that. Wow! If you saw him in person, and and and, and during the night, the energy he had, and the way uh, he had, and the charisma, yeah. like like he, he was, you know, like he was attractive. Yeah, no, he was. I mean, he played he played the big man yeah. role, and and girls loved him. He attracted mm. women. People I like mean, big boys. Oh, yeah. Some of us, some of us are big. Let me they tell you. Mind. I'm telling you something. Don't mess with Fred Berry. Yeah, I believe it. I believe it. He had charisma, too. He did yeah. have charisma. So hopefully that's a good question. You guys asked that question. So you guys, that's a great story. This shows something that I find odd, and I enjoyed it. I watched it twice last night. Doris Day Show. Ah. And all the people who are in it, Tim Conway and other were in it. <laughs> the Fabulous Lockers. Campbell Lock Jr. <laughs> Look at her. I just like this is so. This is amazing, though. Look at Don as he throws his double I, I kiss. Guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look at John Denver. I know. Rich Little. Look at you guys. Wow. Fluky. Camelot Jr. That was me sneaking in there yes. as part of the trio. Yeah.
You see how we just doing our own thing? Yeah. They would never do such a thing now, yeah. like that. Look, good, guess And they get a little piece here, you did. <laughs> the Arabian Nights. Yeah, it's like... The Arabian Lockers. Do you remember what year this was? I couldn't tell what year this was. 75. 1975. Okay. So you see, we did... Huge networks television specials. Yeah, no, yes. And that's what these kids need to really pay attention to. We were the stars. We weren't backing up anyone. We didn't dance behind other people. Okay. We were the stars. stars yeah, exactly. And we didn't have a record deal. No. And we didn't have any of that stuff. All we had was our dancing ability and our personalities. And that's what made us stars. I agree. I now agree. dancers, no matter how good they are, they always, you know, it's like dance behind Beyonce. Just get right. behind her. Or, right. You know, dance behind Usher. But right. they don't they don't allow the dancers to be stars. They really have them in a kind of slave mode in yeah. my mind. Yeah. And, and and it's upsetting. And here we got things that you do. You're doing a you're doing a routine. Mm-hmm. You're doing a skit kind of. A but skit. through yeah. dance. Through, yeah, we're doing a comedy skit yes. using dance. dance. Yeah. yeah. Look at Mr. Penguin doing <laughs> the slow motion. I love it. Kick at the same time. I love it. There you go, girl. Tony Basil, that light-skinned black woman. <laughs> Wait, so much personality. So much personality. Yeah. Look at that. You know, Tony... Tony got a lot of credit for the choreography, but I really think that Tony was more of a director than the choreographer. What she would do is she would set up a situation, and we would be improvisational actors, okay, actor it. dancers, would just feel the role, and we would be cast like yes. that. You know, like, yes. okay, Shabu, you're going to be this kind of guy. Penguin, you, yes. you'll be this character. And that's all we would need. Yeah. We'd just hear that little bit, and we would just create thing. it our, right. on our own. Right. Like all those little bits and stuff, Tony's yeah. not telling us to do all those little bits. No. That's our own personality and our own creativity working. That's what made it work. Well, it's like you guys were all present too. It's like you guys were watching each other yeah. to make the next move. Working, working off working of together. each other. Yeah, make the next moves. You know, and Tony always played the damsel in distress. Yeah, you know. <laughs> you know, you got to realize this is this is this is unheard of to have a white girl dance with six I black know, people I know, I in know. the '70s. That I was know, still I know. that was an eyebrow razor there. You know, I know. Oh, oh, yeah. it's, it's just, I just thought it's odd, but I loved it at the same time. This is so funny. Yeah. Okay, so you get a call. I mean, from Doris Day's people. Like, how, what do you? What do you just go? Well, oh my god! I well, mean, actually, we have a very powerful agent uh, agency. Okay. We, we were signed with ICM yes. and our agent Fred Lawrence. And once we did a couple of shows, then the calls would off. come in. Yeah. They would and come in. How was Doris Day? She was wonderful. Probably Lovely super nice lady, she, beautiful. Yeah. So was Carol Burnett. Oh, Carol Burnett. Uh, yeah. And, and uh, Nancy Wilson. Oh, Nancy Wilson. Uh, Dinah Shore, oh, Mike Douglas. I mean, you know. Those guys don't know who those people are. You can Google all of them. They're all on there. Yeah. Um, they're all they're all my childhood. I can, I remember all those all those shows. I mean, it's just amazing because you just, again, you guys are people of color mm-hmm. who are performing mm-hmm. and you guys aren't movie stars yet or mm. recording stars mm. you're dancers yes and you're not doing traditional dance doing a new form of dancing yes. on regular network TV actually doing not just a dance but creating a genre yeah. in itself an entire genre at the same time we built a genre from, from scratch I, it's, it's, so, amazing. I mean, it's amazing you know 
we've given a lot of awards. The lockers have gotten awards, but there should be many, many more uh, right. for what we really did. When you look at yeah. it, just just on all kinds of levels. Yeah. Uh, and and I'm sure we will. Uh, you know, I'm happy for what we the the accolades we've received so far, but there should be more. Shauna Thomas says, I posted a picture of the lockers on my Facebook page three months ago. Uh, Playmaker says, it's kind of sad to go into club nowadays and not see people really dance anymore. Mm-hmm. Like Goody Mob said, people don't dance no more. <laughs> True. Exactly. I, I've gone to many clubs where people, they stand around. I used to dance for three or four hours a night. I'd go out and dance floor that, and, just, and just would sweat to death, and that was like my know, church. That was my know, church. That is the difference. Right there. That differentiates the lockers in our era versus every mm-hmm. other era. Yeah. When we danced, you went to a club in the 1970s, everybody danced. Yes. Dancing on the stairs, yes. on the on the bars, yeah. on the tables, in the alleyways. The whole building was dancing. Mm-hmm. It's sweat. The walls would sweat. Mm-hmm. Now you go, is these preformed circles, yes. only two or three people dancing in a circle, and everybody else with cell phone capturing yes. it. Yes. But no one dancing anymore. Yes. And you know, and we would also have circles too. But you had to seize the circle because everybody else was so good. You have to be really exceptional, extraordinary mm-hmm. to, to, for someone to back off and say, okay, right. do your thing. Nowadays, it's like preformed circles. Yeah. When I go, it's so boring yeah. to watch. Yeah. I, don't wanna, I don't even participate, really. We're going to show one last clip, and okay. this is in the 80s. And of course, we're going to talk about breaking two and all this kind of stuff. But this is part of an interview. They talk to you as part of an interview. And let's just show a little bit of piece of this. Okay. You look the same now. I was going on there. Yeah. If it just means them pulling on me a little bit, and if it means that I have to shake a thousand hands and sign a thousand autographs, and not do it because. I remember when they didn't ask me for nothing. I like that. <laughs> I like 29 that. 29-year-old Adolfo Quinones and his 16-year-old partner, Michael Chambers, may not be familiar to you, but to millions of young breakdancing fans, they're heroes, the superstars of street dancing, better known as Shabadoo and Boogaloo Shrimp. They starred in the most successful breakdancing movie yet, and now they appear in the sequel. Wherever they go to promote the new picture, they draw a mob. I like when people appreciate my success because I meet friends, and this is San Francisco, I'm from L.A., you know, if they like the way, you know, I dance, I say, all right, how you doing? What's your name? And all this, you know, so it's kind of nice. Both Shrimp and Shabadoo take street dancing very seriously, and in Breakin' 2, Electric Boogaloo, they once again show off the moves which made them cult heroes. The picture may be thin on plot, but it overflows with energy, and unlike the first movie, it features many big dance numbers reminiscent of more traditional movie musicals. It even borrows a scene directly from Fred Astaire's classic performance in Royal Wedding, except this time it's Shrimp who moonwalks up the wall. I've never seen this in the theater. <laughs> I've never seen it. Right. Right. <laughs> well, I started in junior high school. I've seen like some friends that you know were ninth graders, and I was seventh grade. And I seen some friends messing around in class, but at the time I didn't take it serious. This is weird. So you know, I I found myself doing it at home. And I would never show nobody what I learned <laughs> until one day my brother came home and started showing off and saying, oh, I could do the moonwalk. So I said, oh, yeah? What's to watch this. Started doing this stuff, and it really blew his mind. So here I am dancing in school, and my sister, 
she, she surprised me one day with a jacket that said Boogaloo Shrimp. Because she overheard at the mall, you know, my friends say Boogaloo Shrimp. <laughs> and, you know, I go out there and get real excited. So she gave me a jacket, and uh, that's how I got my name. About 1972, 73, I was dancing in a club with, by the, at that time they were called Funk Soul Clubs, and uh, which was pre oh, yeah. hip hop days. Right. And the guy was, you know, rapping over, over the microphone saying, hey, get down, y'all, hey, this and that. All of a sudden, I'm, I'm dancing my heart out, and he says, shabba dabba do. Oh. Wow. Why would he say that? So I went home, and I wrote out, you know, shabba dabba do, and, and switched it around, dabba shabba dabba do, you know, <laughs> until finally I came up with the name shabba do, because I thought it sounded rhythmic, like a lick on a cymbal. Shabba do. If breakdancing has a founding father, Shabadoo may be the one. Okay. He's older than most breakdancers because he started breaking <laughs> yeah. 13 years ago with an innovative L.A. dance troupe which practically invented the forum. He spent years as a street dancer and occasional choreographer before the first breakdancing craze caught on and put him in the spotlight. Whatever you do, however, don't tell Shabadoo or his partner that breakdancing is just a passing fan. <laughs> People that think that uh, street dancing or breakdancing is a fad, I say bah humbug on the whole thing because um, if I thought it was a fad uh, 13 years ago, I, I probably wouldn't be standing here having this interview. So I don't, I don't believe in that. I mean, we're not the hula hoop, you know. <laughs> that's what, that's what okay, so that's all I want to show. Okay, I want to that's the about line that. right there. That's the line right there. So we're not the hula hoop. That, I, but here's a couple things they bring up is what they think that I thought was very important. You talked about it here on the show earlier. They mentioned how they recognized you did dance that was not just. The breakdancing part, you actually did choreographed right, right. numbers yes. that you borrowed from things that were outside of the genre yeah. to, to perform. That's a great That's a great thing they noticed that. It's well, a great thing. In Breaking, too, if you notice the uh, hospital scene with yeah. the nurses, actually that number was borrowed from a number I had already uh, choreographed along with uh, David Winters from West Side Story. Okay, yeah. We were collaborators on a television series where I was a series regular called yeah. The Big Show on NBC. Okay. And I starred Neil Carter, the late Oh, Neil Carter. Carter. Oh, yeah. Uh, the late Graham Chapman. Oh, my God. Yeah. Monty Python. Yeah. Uh, and Steve Allen was the host. Oh, wow. And I was the choreographer, and, and uh, David was responsible for staging the show. Yeah. So we collaborated on these numbers, and we created, you know, Dr. Boogie. Yeah. So the number Dr. Boogie found its way into Breaking wow. 2. Uh, and here's the history is that the choreographer for Breaking 2 is Billy Goodson. Okay. And Billy Goodson was part of my dance company on the big show. There you go. So there was a relationship. Yeah, yeah. And actually, when we needed a choreographer for Breaking 2, I recommended uh, Billy Goodson because of our relationship. Wow. So, uh, my aunt took me to see Breaking 2 at the Rialto Theater in Atlanta. I was mesmerized. I got home and I was trying to do the dances, LOL. <laughs> got in trouble for breaking mom's lamp. <laughs> Now, I already told you from the last show. Don't mess with the lamp. The last show. I know the lamp. Sorry. Right. I tried to break the... I tried to pop like I couldn't do it. Right. So I was a dancer dancer. I, I used to do the hustle and the yeah. cowboy. I used to always do the, like the dance dance stuff. But I tried it. It just didn't work out for me. I was like, I just didn't have the determination mm. enough to do it. You should have hung in there. I should have hung in there. But you did the cowboys. Yeah, I did the cowboy. <laughs> the freak. <laughs> the freak. All those things. I did all those. I did all those. I mean, I knew. I, I like. I love dance. I just love dance so much. But I couldn't. I just couldn't do the. I was like, I just didn't. Didn't connect with me. See, see the the cowboy and the freak. See, that was the hula hoop. Yeah, that was a hula. That was. <laughs> yeah, I could do them though. The yeah. hustle turned to electric slide later, yeah, yeah, but yeah, I yeah. can. I can still work all those out. Right. Okay, all right, yeah. uh, but no, I just think it's just watch this because in the eighties, especially. And I, I think of, again, I think of my brother who passed away, who loved Shaq Khan. You're in her video for "I Feel for You." I mean, you were living. You suddenly had this. You were everywhere. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, I mean, so 
I mean, during that time period, did you know that you were big at the time, or was it you just busy working, and then later it was like, wow, that was amazing, like, five years, six years, I was doing all this stuff. I, I reflected on that, and, you know, I feel very fortunate, because there's not many dancers, if any dancer, mm-hmm. that can say that they've claimed two decades. I, yes. I own the 70s. You do, easily. And I own the 80s. Yes, easily. You know, easily. I own two 20 years of dance. Yeah, yeah. And it didn't, it didn't peter out in the, uh, the 90s. What uh-huh. happened was I walked away for a minute, but I didn't walk away from dance. What I did was I went to AFI, and I graduated as a directing fellow, That's class right. of 96. That's right. So I wanted to focus on the technical aspect of my career and how to build and produce my own shows, how to put together a proper business plan, how to write a screenplay, mm-hmm. how to direct, how yeah. to, be, you know, to, to be a force in myself and on, on the production side, because that's where I'm at right now in my life. It's not about, you know, keeping my dance career going. It's about taking what I know for, from dance and all the success I've had in dance and really infusing that and empowering young people. That's where I'm at now. He's all over the country, folks. He has seminars and workshops. I mean, he's all over the country. You can go to his... All over so, the world. All over the world. Yeah. But I just saw recently you were like, you were like four or five different spots. Oh, recently. yeah, sure. Like, and I, I will be I will be up in uh, at the Olympic uh, Olympia Film Festival yes. in yes. November. Yeah, and uh, I then right after that is when I go to Paris for the American yeah. uh, uh, Mona Bismarck yeah. American Culture yeah. event with Jean Paul Gaultier. Yeah. It's called Birth of a Culture Soul Train and Beyond. Wow! So I'll be doing that. So again. I'm traveling all over the world. I've created a concept called Dance on Film, yep. so I'm hoping to bring that to Maryland. Wow, I'm good. working with a young lady now, uh, helping uh, who's, who who wants to house it in Maryland. Her name is Carlina Godin. Mm-hmm. Uh, they call her uh, Crazy C. <laughs> uh, but she's a, she's a fabulous lady, and she she has a lot of uh, heart and determination and passion. So, yeah. uh, God willing, that will work itself out. Yeah. Now we're almost up for time, but yeah. someone was asking us, and if you could briefly, he's talked about it a little bit already. Just they want to know how you feel about the younger generation now doing the, the break dancing now. Well, you know. So, it, it was like step up and all. We all starting to really kind of do that now. I kind of went off last night. I, I did my first <laughs> live feed okay. on Facebook. Okay. And I was motivated because I saw a young kid named Kida okay. on uh, Dancing with the Stars. Oh, okay. oh yeah. Okay, okay. And he's okay. a 14-year-old kid. Yeah. And I was blown away. I, I really enjoyed watching him dance. Uh, and I and I think I said something along the lines, I haven't seen this kind of raw talent in a long time, and so I just wanted to kind of congratulate him and let him know that I was rooting for him, that I w- uh, I would hope that he he could win, the show and he and he deserves to, uh, he's a talented young man. And I think he exemplifies what this new generation is going, mm-hmm. and if they could, if we can get a lot more Kitas. Mm-hmm. And there are other mm-hmm. Kitas. Sure, He's sure. not the only one. No. I've seen some other talented ones. It's just the only thing is I don't know their names per se. But there's some talented kids out there, uh, and I'm looking that and hoping that they could all come together and learn from one another and appreciate and break down barriers like we did for them, and they would do that and pay it forward. Yeah. Uh, but uh, that's a select few, yeah. and I'm sad to say that it's not the majority. I see a lot of narcissistic, you know, uh, video clip, you know, postings yeah. everywhere yeah. that says nothing about the dance. Yeah. They don't appreciate what we've done for them. They're ungrateful, and I and I am. It 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 bothers me and troubles me to have to say that. Yeah. But it it's hurtful, 
and they should stop doing that and should stop being disrespectful. When I tell them something, I'm only telling them what they need to hear to get better. Stop taking it personal. I don't hate you. I love you, actually. I love you enough to tell you the things you need to hear to be better. That's it. Now, if they would calm down their attitude, open up their minds, appreciate what the past gave them, Mm-hmm. It would only make them stronger. I agree. And I want, to st- I want to end it with this. I'm not asking you to live your life in the rearview mirror. No. It's impossible to move forward looking over your shoulder. But you look over your shoulder only to learn, to strengthen where you want to go, your next step, moving forward. And I want to tell you right now, unequivocally, I am here to help you as much as I humanly can. You, I'm just a Facebook inbox away. I'm an, I, uh, I'm an Instagram message away. Mm-hmm. Directly send me a message. Tell me you where need can my I help. Find you? Tell me where I can find you. Tell you can find way. me on Facebook. Uh, my official fan page is Adolfo Shabadu Quinones, and I think the, the, uh, the slash, yeah. and it's fans of Shabadu. And you can also catch me on Instagram. And that's Shabadoo, S-H-A-B-B-A-D-O-O, 1972. You can also catch me on Twitter. Uh, Twitter is S-H-A-B-B-A underscore D-O-O. You can catch me on Twitter. You can also find me on my official website, www.shabadoo.com. That's spelled S-H-A-B-B-A hyphen D-O-O.com. I'd love to hear from you. I would love to help you if I can. I, I will do whatever is necessary, but I tell you what I won't do. I won't lie to you. I won't give you false praises. But if you earn it, I'll get on my hands and knees and kiss your feet. Because at the end of the day, I'm your friend. We're, we're family. We're one. And you're my friend and family. Yeah. There you go. You know that. Of course. I love this guy. He had a chance to be rerun, but he blew it. He's <laughs> using his time up learning the cowboy. <laughs> Doing that hula hoop dancing. You could have been somebody, Rock. And I thought I was somebody back then. <laughs> I was working it out too back then. I, I love this just, guy, though. Seriously. You, are, you, you have to come back again, of course. Yeah, of course. come on. You know, he's the, the, you can't see the studio, but they have a nice sofa here. <laughs> I could live right there. You know, in some parts of New York, this would be considered a huge Oh, I know, flat. I know, I know. All I need is a little coffee, a little, little, little hot plate, hot plate and, a little, and a toilet. Yeah, and, and you, good let's go. go, baby. That, that's actually, I've lived in apartments smaller than this. Yeah, and it costs life. like $5,000 a month. Exactly, exactly. Congratulations on your award. Well, thank well you, thank you. And everything. And we'll be talking, of course. Um, you can find his stuff on my page. She's breaking into. I posted things of his on there. So you can. So you can. I'll make sure stuff's on there. So you can find it. You can click on there. Click it. And you can just go right to him directly and do that, of course. And uh, my show, of course, is on BlackHollywoodLive.com. We're on YouTube and iTunes. Go ahead and write, subscribe, like it. Tell me what you think. If you have any questions for him, tell me, and I'll pass them on to him also. If he can help you, he'll help you, like he said. Thank you guys for in the chat room who are watching. Thanks for welcoming me back to the show. Um, Shabbat, you're the best. And mm-hmm. everybody, have a great, great week. Thank you. And you ain't too bad yourself. Thank you. you. Know. I love From producers Maria Menunos, Dario Kristen, Tiana Hobson, Kevin Undergaro, and the entire BHL crew, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us at info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook. Tweet us or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I'm your BHL announcer, Scipio. Instagram me at Planet Scipio. 
Thank you for tuning in. The views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.